Reno 911 premiered on July 23rd, 2003 on Comedy Central. Let's put 22 minutes on the clock. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. This is Pilot Study. My name is Chris Lantinen. I'm John Grimes. And we are your hosts. And today we are kicking off a, a season-ending batch of episodes centered around the programming of Comedy Central. I think an underrated channel altogether. They usually have something good on, right? It's usually good. It's, it's like it's TBS, not, it's not like, but maybe a step better. <laughs> it's not like USA when it like vanishes for uh, like five, six years before they have like a Mr. Robot actually break through to the mainstream. They always have like one or two uh, risky programming choices. Right. And it seems like such a great launching pad for like the stand up of the moment to go like Amy Schumer springs to mind, Chappelle, Tosh. They really do showcase and um, give chances to a lot of stand-ups which is cool they have bestowed upon us the gift of nathan for you and for that they have a life <laughs> yes, a lifetime a lifetime free pass your favorite show maybe <laughs> one of one of my favorites although i can't really claim it as my favorite because i have like a whole season i have not watched like the hour and a half epic that everybody ta- that everybody speaks about and that will probably get nominated for emmys i i have not watched it are you all caught Me up either. on nathan for you no i'm with you i'm a season behind and I hate to break it to the audience, but Nathan, for you, is not part of our four-pack episodes. Maybe it should be now that we uh, apparently it's apparently on our minds. Um, but uh, <laughs> we have, of course, hit the most momentous of those Comedy Central shows. I would say the one that has made the largest, longest uh, cultural imprint on our society. And of course, that's South Park, our most popular episode of Pilot Study, by the way. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it has surpassed the OC. But um, I wanted to do a whole month of, or not really a whole month, but a whole pack of episodes regarding Comedy Central because a show called Detroiters is coming back. It's a show that I've heard a lot about. It's starting its second season uh, this month, June 2018, uh, for people that are listening 50 years in the future, uh, when, we, <laughs> when we have become the preeminent uh, encyclop- encyclopedia on uh, pilot episodes of, te- of television shows. And it's kind of like Detroiters is kind of like to me what, what I was talking about. It's them taking a shot on something weird, somebody that got fired from SNL, some something that was too dangerous for another network, as you'll see in the case today, something that got sent away from Fox. Like they're kind of always hmm. there to be like, yeah, let's let's put it out of the air. They're kind of like do it. Yeah. they're kind of like IFC in that regard. Like I feel like IFC has been taking a little bit of their corner like 10 years ago documentary now airs on comedy central but no and maybe marin yeah and maybe marin or something like definitely that. So, portlandia yeah ifc has kind of taken a little bit of their corner but I, I think comedy central is still there taking a lot of chances and detroiters is kind of emblematic of that um so that's Sweet. kind of our motivation for this uh for this pack of episodes but of course we're going to start elsewhere and we're starting with the reno police department and a follow-up to the pretty well-known the state uh, cult show the state uh, and the, this program is called Reno 911. 
So, the title of this episode, according to Comedy Central, they have one episode available on the Comedy Central website. It is this one, so that worked out. <laughs> uh, it's called How We Do It in Reno. And this was an episode written by uh, Ben Garant, uh, Thomas Lennon, and is it Carrie Kenny, right? Carrie Kenny? Yeah. Okay. Um, so three of the cast members get the writing credits directed by Michael Patrick Yon, or Michael Patrick Jean. And uh, he was a guy who worked on the state with uh, those three actors, ac- actors and actresses. And he directed uh, 42 episodes total of Reno 911, so he becomes a real mainstay um, of that team. Uh, A little more history here before we go into our categories. This was, as I alluded to, it was originally going to be, and this was shocking to me, a companion piece to to, uh, Cops on Fox. Huh. Yeah, that's crazy. It's making fun of Cops, but it was originally going to be a companion piece and it was slate. It was, wasn't. Re- it was never slated, but the idea was for it to air after Cops on Saturday night. So <laughs> it's damn. It, it'd be like it's just it, it's it's an unheard of thing to put the straight version of a program and then put the making fun of uh, the satire version right after it. I can't imagine. It, it's it's kind of like SNL airing after the news, but. In a very in a much more direct, straightforward way, right, and a little more of a stark contrast because mm-hmm. they're satirizing the news and then there's parodying like police after having just seen some pretty brutal stuff. <laughs> yes, um, apparently in the original version of Cops, they would like in the first few seasons they would go home with the police officers, and there were like police officers uh, being interviewed about their lives, similar to what you see on Reno 911. So that's kind of what they're hitting at. And then, of course, Cops evolves into what what it is now, which is just like chase after chase, you know, <laughs> pinning people right. down on the pavement. And, it's you know, almost a routine at this point. Right. You know, searching the car and, of course, finding some sort of drugs in there and people's faces being blurred out. So. Right. That's kind of what they were basing it off of, and they they wanted a little bit of a soap opera to be playing out in between those little. Basically, they function as skits, you know, running into these people on the street and doing what what they're gonna do. <laughs> um, before that, if we take one step back. Uh, the state members were doing a sketch comedy show called Ugly Americans. And they, they again, were trying to pitch this to Fox. Uh, it ended up being too similar to Mad TV, or Fox thought it was too similar to Mad TV. So they scrapped that idea, and then they kind of evolved into the Cops parody. Huh. Um so obviously that doesn't happen for many reasons. I don't know why it would ever happen, but it doesn't happen. And Comedy Central eventually picks it up after a few years of it kind of like being in the can. You know, um, they had they have an unaired pilot. You can find that through Nerdist. Thomas Lennon actually made it uh, publicly available through Nerdist. It's uh, 18 minutes, so pretty close to like a broadcast television uh, uh, length, and it's fairly similar they I, I, I will say that they double up on characters more like it's um i guess it's more obvious um, because in the actual pilot they they don't really they kind of use the blurry face technique to block out the idea that some of the uh, actors like garant plays like four people but you can't yeah. really tell because they're blurring his face out he's the mime so his face is painted like <laughs> if you didn't have oh, that yeah. knowledge you kind of don't know that it's him playing all these different roles 
Um, and if you notice, he doesn't show up with the dog until like, uh, like 12, 13 minutes in. Like his first appearance as like a cop is a long time into the episode. But that he's all he's playing all these different people. He's the one that Thomas Lennon stops and kisses on the uh, side of the road. <laughs> so he's like, he's all over the place. But that was more pronounced in the unaired pilot. You know, like uh, Carrie Kenny played uh, the prostitute, which is a gag that gets brought over into the real pilot. Um, Lennon is, uh, Thomas Lennon plays a character that they meet. Then he's a cop. Garant is the cameraman at one point and then um, ends up in the credits as a cop. So it's just kind of like uh, they're all over the place in terms of like who they're actually playing. And I don't know if that's something they would have kept up. I assume it was just kind of like a pilot. Like, let's just Probably get this. a money saving thing. Too. <laughs> yeah, like we can't hire people. Let's just play mm-hmm. everybody and let's make it funny. Um, the one person that it works, looks, though. yeah, I think it, I think it works. Um, the one person that really looks different is Weigel. Uh, she looks yes. completely different. She looks like I described her as like Megan Mullally '90s sitcom look. Um, obviously, a little more extreme because it's a parody, but yeah, she's kind of got that going on. Um, no Clementine in the unaired pilot. Uh, yeah, that's a that's about it. It's it has the fox symbol on it. Which, again, is just weird because it immediately reminds you of cops. Like, there's an opening chase scene, and if you didn't know that you were watching the unaired pilot, it would just look like cops. You yeah, know, it really does look a lot like cops. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the fox symbol, I, if the fox symbol's in the corner of the, of the screen, I immediately think of cops. <laughs> so it was just funny to watch that and actually see that, and it's also proof that we, they did develop this at some point for like a network show um, which obviously would sand down some of the edges of the comedy that uh that is kind of a trademark of the comedy central version uh oh another funny thing just in terms of like them playing other people um garant lennon and carrie kenny play like students at their senior prom that are arrested by some of the uh, other Reno police officers, <laughs> like um, Cedric Yarborough's character and whoever else is with him. So yeah, that's <laughs> another just funny. They're like playing like supposed to be playing like eighteen year olds on like ecstasy or something. Um, <laughs> They're yeah. like thirty three. Hey, how's it going? Good. 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 Yeah. New. Great. Hi. We are good. awesome. Good. We're so good. 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 But, yeah. uh, where are you yeah. folks coming from tonight? Uh, we went to the prom. Yeah, totally. You guys got, did you guys go to the prom? No, we yeah. did not, ma'am. Yeah. What is your favorite thing about right now? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome yeah. question. Awesome. My favorite thing about right now is getting your kids home safe. Yeah. Oh, oh that's so cool. It's like, it's like he's oh. loving you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's the unaired pilot. Like I said, a lot of crossover between roles. 33-year-olds playing Mm 18-year-olds. I don't know. They probably were going to reshoot it, but it's just like a cool little artifact for uh, 
mega Reno 911 fans or fans of the state just to kind of see what they were doing immediately after uh, that program ended. The state was like, that was a pretty short running program, right? I know it has a big impact, but it, it didn't last very long, right? I don't think so. And I was just going to ask you, like, am I missing something with the state? Because I've watched a few, probably all of them at least once. And I think maybe I was too young to get the shit when it was new. And now mm-hmm. it's not that it's dated, but my sense of humor just it never became part of like the whole fabric of it or so yeah, i don't know i, I gotta i, I gotta it. admit like there's two big blind spots in like my sketch comedy consumption and that's the state and um mr show you know those are just two big blind spots for me i don't know is I mr, is so mr. show people- a spot for you too I love so many people from Mr. Show, but I am yeah. right there with you. Like, I tried to get back into it when Netflix re-released whatever, made new ones. Bob and David, but yeah. I, another blind spot for me is Strangers with Candy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not a Strangers with Candy a guy. A lot of those That's... early to mid-90s things were mm-hmm. way over my fucking head, and I think just too, like... Um... Well, I just think there was, like, a, a brand of weird that is very strictly 90s. I don't know, maybe there's people out there that will come at us and say, like, no, the state stands up, Mr. Yeah, Show stands maybe it up. Does, I'm, I'm sure it does, but, like, uh, yeah, I think there was a moment, and we missed it, maybe. I missed the moment, and I am a well-known, shitty improv person, just knowledge, <laughs> ability, skill, knowing what it even is. So I'll take the heat for not liking <laughs> it, but I just don't. But, yeah, I mean, the state spawned... One of my favorite movies of all time and Wet Hot American Summer. That's all. Yeah, and Megastars came out of all this shit. I mean, Colbert Mm -hmm. and, like, of course, everyone from Mr. Show. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, what were we talking about? I can't even remember now. Reno 911. Sorry. Yes, that show. (laughs) Uh, And spoiler alert Strangers with Candy is part of this part of these episodes that we're going to do so that's we will eventually discuss that and maybe then we'll be able to pin down exactly what we're missing i also think that partly it's partly because they're making fun of things in the 90s that again maybe we just didn't experience and so some of the satire is going to go over our heads you know foxes or not fox cops is i keep confusing those two is right in our wheelhouse we (laughs) grew up with that you know every time you're staying up late maybe later than your parents want you to stay up you turn on you turn on you turn on Fox and Cops is gonna be on, you know. Yep. Every Saturday night from like nine every, to midnight. It's just every cops. Saturday night, it was always there. It was just kind of like a comforting. It was a comfort yeah. watch. It never yeah. really touched on anything, any of the issues that were plaguing these members of society that were being pinned down on the nope. pavement. But it was there, and it was you know, kind of entertaining, and yeah. So enough about cops. Um, so let's get into the actual episode of Reno nine one one and um, laying out the plot. It's pretty simple. We get introduced to the various members of the police force. Uh, you see them go on a few calls. You see them have their interactions with each other. And yeah, I mean, there's no plot here because most episodes are going to be around the same thing. You're going to have some kind of overarching plot that runs through the confessionals. And you're gonna have these kind of in between scenes that are <laughs> Which just I love. arrests. Yeah, the in between scenes are really what you come for. It's not like the mm-hmm. story's ever gonna knock you flat on your ass. But there are things like Weigel getting preg- pregnant, or you know, there are there are things that happen in the show. Um, but you come for the 
the spoofs of the encounters. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so let's let's jump into some of our categories here. We're gonna start with title talk, and yes. I have a lot I have a lot of very vivid memories of the Reno nine one one title sequence. But what do you think about the sequence? What is what did it spark in you? Let's do some title talk. It definitely sparks again the cops thing, the extreme nature of nineties visuals and quick cuts and just like yeah. graphics and very loud <laughs> like. Um, they nailed it. It was awesome. I yeah, like this like, title. It's the sped up. It's like the sped up um, pan. You know, that's yes, kind of like and kind of like sepia toned or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. Well, well, here it's cool because they really use the strip. Uh, they really use the Vegas sites, right? That's Vegas. Like how? I, how, I guess how close is Vegas and Reno? Reno and it... Vegas are not close. Reno is like the oh. northern Nevada version, I think, of Vegas. All right. Well, they use the Reno. They use the real Reno shit, which is yeah. Cool. They use and they the filmed Reno, a lot in like, Reno too, right? They they use the Reno skyline, you know. Yes. And kind of like the the weird vibe. Oh God, it's really far apart, isn't it? Hold yeah, on. it's pretty far. <laughs> I'm just trying to find like Vegas on here. I'm look. I'm actually looking at a map here. I've never like actually tried to find out where it is, but maybe I'll find out eventually here. But anyways, yeah. So they so they use that. Um, so they they use that skyline. They use kind of those neon lights to kind of provide like the the color palette, you know. And uh, yeah, like the quick pans, the quick shots, the the iconic Reno sign. What is it like the littlest big city in the world or something like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. Um, the the music is kind of like I, I found I found another like version. I think the theme song that I found on YouTube you like was later used to introduce the cold open. You know how they would have like that little quick music at the beginning, and mm-hmm. then they would have the cold open, and then they would cut to the intro. Yes. That song, I think, is the most, the one I most identify with the show, the one they would use later on. And it kind of sounds like a little Strokesy. You know, it kind of oh, has okay. like that. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a Strokes song or a Strokes B side or something. And oh. then, of course, they start introducing sirens and like the actual cops spoof sound elements. <laughs> but before that, it's like very much like a Strokes song. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's chaotic footage. Um, mixed with the introductions of the various characters, and those changed throughout the seasons as well, based around like, you know, funny scenes from the show. They would insert those in there, and then you have the sign, and that's kind of it. But it's a, again, it's a it, it was like a late night Comedy Central program, so I very much associate it with staying up too late, um, and just like it was again, it was very much like it, it inspired some of the same same feelings as Cops. In that it was a comfort watch that I could half pay attention to, and I knew it was always going to be funny. Like it, right, they, yeah. It's, they don't have like a completely cold episode. It's not like The Office or Parks and Rec where sometimes they would have just like straight narrative episodes where they actually have to push something. And shit, yeah, yeah, and not, and not well, not even filler. It's just more like. Um, like, they have a narrative mission, and that kind of takes precedent over the laughs. Over the laugh, yeah. Reno always had the sketches in between, you know, or what we're calling the sketches, which are, like, the encounters with people and them as cops. Um, so you always knew it was going to be funny, and that's kind of what it remind, what all of this reminds me of. Um, let's go on to uh, Pilot Study MVP. So who did you have here? I, I, controversial pick. I chose uh, Trudy Weigel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I thought that she, like, 
not to foreshadow, but she stays one of my favorite characters. And in this one sets up her quirky ass character very well. And you get to see the array of like situations she gets into, like you were mentioning the prostitute. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, she's crazy. I love her. She's always <laughs> there for her to laugh. Kind of like the interstitial little sketches there. She's always, got some wacky storyline so in an already really funny show she's like that extra level of she's kind of reminds me of like charlie from sunny or i guess he reminds me of her because this way predates sunny mm-hmm. so i like that yeah he, she's kind of like the vessel for the home for the, like the swinging for the fences storyline yes yeah you know? and she's also i think to I, I don't know how re-watching this show would go today but there's got to be something you know, in regard to her mental health that people would <laughs> yeah, either yeah. take issue with or um, parade. You know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I haven't rewatched it, but I would assume people would have opinions, negative or positive, on, like, how they treat her mental health. Because um, she's already talking about, like, self-medication in the very first episode. Yeah, and, I think it would be interesting, a lot of these rewatches um, now, especially now. I mean, we've done some shows that would... Already, and since we've started doing pilot study, we would not do anymore. So, mm, yes, uh, <laughs> it's out there, <clears throat> Louis <clears throat> Roseanne. Uh, <laughs> Roseanne, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, uh, mine was Ben Garant, and that's um, he's a writer on this one, so he's part of that core team in that in that way. He's part of the formation of the show, but he plays um, the deputy, the deputy Travis Junior. He he's, hangs out with the dog. He has a funny scene. Uh, he plays the mime, which is one of the funniest scenes. He plays quote the birdhouse pervert, which I believe is him hanging a birdhouse off his dick. And then he also <laughs> plays the personal trainer, which leads to another very memorable scene from the pilot. Um, so he doesn't really play his core character a lot, like maybe two scenes, three scenes from what I remember. But um, he's there. He's ever present. and He's acting his ass off in this he's pilot. Act, he's acting his ass off. He plays many different types of people. But I also really like um, Cedric Yarbrough, who plays... I always forget his name. The... the the names of the uh, deputies are really hard to remember. They are. I was having trouble with Dangle the whole time. Yeah, it's Johnson and Jones are like the two that I kept. Um, kept I can messing picture up. them all easily, but yeah, the yeah. names. Yeah, and Deputy me. Williams because they use last name last names a lot. Right. And uh, that doesn't help. Uh, but yeah, uh, Yarbrough plays Deputy S. Jones. So. And he, uh, I was watching 40-Year-Old Virgin because it just showed up on Netflix last weekend. And uh, he shows up in that for what, a pretty funny scene. And he's oh, okay. he's, re- he's really good in that movie for his, like, five minutes little that he's in Little scene stealer? It. Yeah, he's a little scene stealer. It's the one where they go to, like, the... Uh, like the w- women's care center, and they're asking questions about oh, sex. Oh, he's the yeah. dad. Yeah, he's he's one of the dads. All right, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. Also, yes. David Keckner shows up as one of the dads, <laughs> and yeah. he is credited in this episode as um, crazy guy on the roof or something like that. And I think it's huh. uh, in the coming or in the coming next, like the. The uh, teaser for the next episode, he is on the roof, like shooting a gun or something like that. So, hmm. yeah, he is crazy man on roof, uncredited. Nice. Yeah, so he's in it as well. Um, so let's uh, let's set the table. So setting the table in uh, this, this show is all about 
a scene in the pilot that sets up the show in some way, whether it be format, emotion, character, something that sets the table for what's to come. So what was your scene selection for this one? I think uh, the recap, well, the f- sort of precap in the beginning when they're in the station and then the locker room scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I what think I think. That's pretty basic because um, that happens again and again, and that's sort of the touchstone that grounds the show. It puts them back in their like more of a work environment, less crazy, but still, you know, pushing some other storyline. I think it reminds the audience too that they're getting paid for this, which helps. Yeah, yeah. It's not like some fantasy that people are acting out like they actually have a job at a station and they are bad police officers. They have morning meetings and do yeah, they're shitty at it. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good one. Um, if I could not pick that one, I would say the uh, the mime one is a good choice, just because it establishes that again you're going to have these in between things. They're going to be about, you know, two to three minutes in length. It's kind of, There's kind of like a length requirement on them. I think it's like the show's format re- repeats itself in a good way. You, you, you become very comfortable with it, like as I was saying. And um, they encounter those types of characters, like them clubbing a mime <laughs> is just a thing yes. that's going to happen on the show and get yourself prepared for it. You know, it's going right. to be that ridiculous. Also, Reno to Vegas is six hours and 52 minutes driving. Yeah, that's a hike. So, that's like all the way. Yeah, It is not the Vegas <laughs> strip lights as I, I um, for some reason thought it was. Well, that's what they want you to think. That's what like if only it could be in Vegas. I had another backup Consider just quickly tricked. too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, was what near the end when they uh, he crashes into that car and they found like pounds of weed. <laughs> yes. Because it sets the table for them. Like any police work they do is almost accidental or incidental. Yeah, that, that's while a good one. I like that one. Going on yeah. these adventures. Well, why don't we pick those two scenes and then we can take the meeting and give that to most piloty moment. Okay, heads up, heads up, horny meeting. Uh, oh, we got a call from the Walmart. The uh, Mexican gentleman who likes to touch and hug their mannequins is back. Uh, Garcia, I was hoping you could do a drive-by. No problemo. Muchas gracias. Who put up the uh, sticker in the locker room that says legalize it? It's got a little uh, the leaf, the uh, marijuana leaf, and it says legalize it. I don't know why you're looking at me. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking here. I'm thinking at you. I'm looking at here. Yeah, let's put that there because the most piloty moment is something that we give to a scene or a selection of scenes that it feels like a pilot. It feels like they're introducing something in some way and in kind of a heavy-handed way. And yeah, we have people explaining to the camera, this is kind What's of my happening? thing. This is my shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm the pretty one. Uh, I'm the sassy one. I want to beat men around. Like, that's the best part of the job, which is a great line by Niecy Nash. Um Thomas Lennon gets one where he just talks about his shorts, you know, which is, kind of, again, it's heavy handed. I kind of wish they would have just let his shorts be. Right. And he and didn't never have to explain like, them almost. Yeah. You know, it's like I went and saw Solo, the Star Wars movie about Han okay. Solo. And it's just like them explaining like, this is why he's Solo. You know, it's just kind of like it's heavy handed. Like we don't really need it. Like we can imagine that he's a jerk because, you know, jerky things happen to him. Shit happens. Um, Life we sucks. didn't really need like the quick origin story of like, 
I'm Thomas Lennon. I obviously I have a fluid sexuality. Look at my funny shorts. Look at, yeah. look at my shorts. <laughs> you know, we didn't really need that kind of stuff, but it's okay. That's true. Um, Hall of Tropes. We have a lot, but maybe it's the point. I don't know. This is pretty tropey just because it is satire and parody. So yeah. they kind of have to like exploit tropes to make their point. So I didn't go like point by point. The, I guess the homoerotic bordering on homophobic joke and shit like Mm -hmm. um and then you have like the closeted gay man here the sassy black lady um which yeah are piloty and tropey but not like pretty well pretty well done here to where they aren't cringy like a lot of our other pilots i think yeah no and again i think satire just gets more room with this kind of stuff like it's not they're not punching down with it. They're just exploiting what's there. You know? It's not This Is Us with right. the, yeah, with the exactly. Nisi Nash character. It's not a fucking you know? Chicago cop drama. Like, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's just not a serious show. So it's like right. it's hard to be like, oh well, you have the closeted gay man. Well, that's the joke, and you know right. they're making. But they're fun not of, joking. You know, yeah, they're, 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 they're not, making like, fun harming. of the hyper masculinity of the police force. Right, and why yeah. you would have to be in the closet, because God forbid, you know. The clearly racist, but calling out other racist people. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, what's her name again? <laughs> what's what's the Carrie Kenny character? Uh, Weigel. Weigel. Jeez, I was going to say. They are hard to remember. They're hard to remember. They're tough, they're tough character fine. names. People will know. People will know. <laughs> uh, her. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> her? Yeah, her. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, let's go into some random notes. I had a whole bunch, so did you want to go through any of yours, or do you want to comment on mine? Um, yeah, I can go through a bunch. Okay. I, um, the hard N-word, I don't want to get into like a racial deep dive, but uh, obviously that one tickles <laughs> the ear a different way, especially nowadays. It's... Like That would not fly. I don't really know what to say about it like i'll just leave it at that like it's it's a blip and it's weird and yeah it seems like the oh, most out of place moment it's in this a risky move i'll just yeah. say that like it's yeah. it, it, i'll just say this it shocked me I it shocked like, me and that's hard like i thought they would have at least bleeped it they should have bleeped the one other pilot i can think of in life used that word in their show and it was Chappelle. Like, yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying like <laughs> and that's Chappelle. he barely can do it you know <laughs> it's it's a strange inclusion and it's I, out I, there I, I can't believe that beat a censor and standards and practices in whatever year well, this, this was. was on at like what 11 or 12 at night like it was oh on yeah late. it was definitely a late night beast so uh, in 03 <laughs> that's still pretty recent let's just move on i don't Moving think on. i don't think we're um, the uh, parties that people want to hear from on this issue no no no, no. <laughs> i'm just saying that was a random note another thing is people stealing the police bike i really laughed a lot at that moment like when he's running around yeah. like where's my bike where's my bike um People love to steal bikes. Like, that's a thing. Stealing a bike is so funny to me, especially <laughs> when it's an adult whose bike got stolen. Because a kid, that's like your prized fucking possession. But an adult, like, yes, there's into fitness and we got to care about the environment. But, like, ultimately, you're it's a fucking bicycle. Like, and you get yeah. so mad because <laughs> they are expensive, but you're running around. It's just something funny about an adult, like getting their um, bike taken makes me when, laugh a lot when i was in college there was i don't know if it was just at the time period or if i just noticed it more 
but there was just a rash of bike stealing. <laughs> like every time I turned around, I would look in the newspaper, which I worked at, and it would just be five or six um, bike stealing police blotter entries. It was like mm. all the time people were stealing bikes. I just I don't know if that still happens today. If they found something else to steal, but people would just go around with their big chain chompers, just grab <laughs> chop bikes it off like it's nothing, and ride away or throw it in their vehicle or whatever. And I mean, it, it is it almost crazy. the perfect crime because the get your getaway vehicle is like the thing you're stealing. Yeah, so you already <laughs> look normal riding it. Like no one's gonna question it. It is pretty convenient. And how do you prove like say the person that stole your bike did get stopped by the cops? There's not like it doesn't have a license plate. You can't be like there's a that... shitload of red huffies. Nobody's <laughs> right. writing down their fucking serial number when they buy a Walmart bike for one fifty with their tax return. You know, you're somebody just trying could, to get across yeah. campus. Somebody could just say no, it's my bike, and there's no yeah. argument. Like you, you, like, you don't well, carry no, around swear. a receipt. You're like nah, dog. My grandma bought me this shit. Like uh, I just another thought... god god. <laughs> another random note I laughed a lot at was in the trailer park scene when the lady yells. My my taxes pay your donuts. It was just like a little dumb, probably improvised line, yeah, but I rewound I like it a couple times and laughed quite a bit. But that's it. No other really random notes. I mean, it's a pretty right. basic show. I've I've got some for you here. I've got uh, Danny DeVito credited as a producer. Whoa, that so, was surprising and cool. Chew on that. Um, uh, viewer discretion advised. Always loved when that would come up again. Like. I know people take it for granted, like knowing when everything's going to come on, like with mm-hmm. the Dish Network layout. But sometimes, like, I just wouldn't know what was coming next on Comedy Central. Yeah, that was fun with just a regular cable box. You know, you're just waiting. Yeah, you're just waiting. And, like, you see that and you're like, oh, Reno 911. Because it always opened with that. And it was great. Um, I, at least I think it always opened with that. Again, I could only watch one episode on Comedy <laughs> yeah. Central, but I assume it always opened with that. Um, I love this line by Clementine. Um, who also deserves some MVP consideration is I've done a lot of RV shows, all the camper shows. They always call me. As it turns out, I am one of the better looking women here. That's a <laughs> great line to me. Um, yeah. Um, what's, oh my God, the names are killing me today. Dangle, I was going to say Wangle, Dangle. <laughs> Uh, his lines about the shorts are, I do not, I, I don't wear the regulation uniform. I got to be able to move like a cheetah, a law, enf- <laughs> a law enforcement cheetah, I believe was the uh, phrasing. Uh, there's something great about, so there's this scene, one of the sketches, um, one of the officer sketch things um, is like a lineup, right? You got to have like the lineup scene where the lineup person is, is very, yeah, you got to have that in a cop pick, show. picking somebody out um, of the lineup. And I love that scene because it has like all this all this commentary to it, and that the stripper or the prostitute. So th- there's a guy there, and he's in a neck brace, and he's picking out whatever stripper or prostitute like hurt him, right? And the thing they're saying for voice recognition is, "Stop it! Get your hands off me!" So the guy got beat up for overstepping his bounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for doing something that was not welcome and he they're the ones being brought in like he is filing right. charges against them so he got beat up for sexually assaulting somebody but he is going to turn around and pick out somebody in there that did that to him so right. just a little night a little fun commentary there that kind of works today in the environment that we are a part of um yeah 
Yeah. Uh, oh, they, they really use the blurry face thing to their advantage. I think I said I was going to come back to this in that all the, all, the, all the people in the show are playing these multiple characters. And what's you cool is that, yeah, you can't tell. It's just they're good physical comedians. They're allowing them to be good physical comedians. And they're blurring out their faces so that you don't have to think about, oh, that's the, you know. Yeah, oh, isn't that the guy from before? Yeah, yeah that's the cop. Right, you're not going to have those feeling. You're not going to have those kind of detachments from reality because they're using the blurry face um, to their advantage when they need to, you know. And right. also when uh, Dangle kisses the person he pulls over for like having nice muscles, which is just great, <laughs> or for looking good <laughs> in his uh, out, whatever outfit, they're so far away that again you can't tell. Like they use the car camera to establish enough distance that you can't tell. And it's just like nice little tricks like that that you don't notice at first, but it allows for them to play all of these different characters. You know? Yeah, and it's the same thing with the cheapness of other pilots like Sonny and things that turned out to be really yeah. gems. Necessity is the mother of invention with that like blurry Whoa. shit. Bro. You know? I know <laughs> I blow my dude. I what just thought line. of that. Do you believe that I just came up with that, like right now? <laughs> you know what? I think you got a lot of creativity, so I'm. I'm we should I'm leave say, on yeah, that. That's I believe it. you. But no, <laughs> well, that's. A I good don't know. One. That's just what I always think when I see these crazy ass, like, um, like Man Bites Dog and other shows that we may or may mm-hmm. not cover. No, I mean, I think that's what we really like out of a pilot is. Do a lot with very little instead of just taking the shitty way out and making it dad jokes and like. Right, right. Well, do a lot with a little in the idea that it since it's the first time, there's all of this experimentation that may not happen in season four, episode seven. Right. You know, when they have a formula and they're serving a lot of masters, right? Everyone's rich and good looking because you're four seasons deep and you're just getting about to be syndicated and shit. (laughs) Trailer Park Boys, they got HD cameras all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. all of a sudden everybody's skinny that used to be fat. Just a couple more lines. Dangle, uh, letting the guy off the ticket that he ends up kissing. What what are you doing, about a buck five? I thought that was good. (laughs) Um, Weigel just saying Officer Johnson is a whore made me laugh just because of how like nice she says it right yeah i wrote down my taxes pay for your donuts um also it's like we're brother and sister but a brother and sister who have sex uh this this one's kind of mean but it did make me laugh i gotta be honest weigel is a three bagger bag for her face bag for your face bag for anybody else around yeah that yeah (laughs) who manages to catch a glimpse uh it's pretty mean but you know they went for the jugular a lot in this one. They, yeah, they did. They went for it. Uh, Weigel, like, I think Dangle is like, Weigel and Dangle is like saying a bunch of crimes. And then Weigel adds like dismemberments to it, to like this <laughs> list of crimes. And again, it's just a little peek into her psyche. That's funny. Uh, that's about all I have. The, the other, one of the other sketches is like, I think her name is TT. And apparently she just had a fight with midgets. Why were you in conflict with the midgets is a question that the officers ask. And then Cedric Yarbrough's character was like, oh, you stomped on them? (laughs) It's just like ridiculous. That's another one of those things that probably would not be written like that today. One of the questions that I had was, does Reno 911 work today? Like, could they put this episode out? I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, some stuff gets on TV that's pretty 
pretty challenging. I think if they framed it correctly and pitched it as like an always sunny, raunchy, like this thing. Yeah, I guess you know, like always sunny. It's all sunny about if, that if kind of use, marketing. Yeah, if always sunny said the term midgets, like we would just, you know, it would be like, well, they're bad people. That's kind of what they do. Exactly. So if they established it and maybe held off on the harder words from the pilot and just kind of <laughs> set a soft opening. Yeah, like the I think one it could that work today of. because. Yeah. As we know, there is that sentiment of half the country that really, the more offensive, the better, it seems. So, yeah, I knew we'd get back around to that. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I think it probably would work. And I mean, we just also have a different environment with cops. Like, yes, yeah, so you can't question them. I don't know if you can make a cop satire and not comment on the major narrative that's occurring with police enforcement. With law enforcement. And I like, do how think, do you tackle that? I think this is a show from 15 years ago when, yes, things were happening for sure that are happening now and we didn't know as, like, yeah. whatever. But it would be nice if, in the current climate, cops could have a sense of humor about themselves a little bit and maybe some shit like this would help. But, yeah, how do they just ignore... You know, how do they ignore police brutality? Exactly, it's impossible, and it would almost seem like a glorification of cops if they did just ignore right. it. Right, and then they're getting a pass because it's funny, and then they're saying all sorts of racist shit, which then just empowers morons. Yeah. No. So I, yeah, this I would probably do great page. if you released it right now and put it on like C or like CMT or would would in uh, would invoke no think pieces. Not even one. Oh, God. <laughs> this fucking episode of Pilot Study is probably going to get three. <laughs> no, I think we we're pretty safe. Yeah. Um, we just review it. We just review it. Speaking of reviews, I could not find any from uh, the premiere here. I apologize. I did a brief, a brief search as we were looking for promo clips, which even that didn't have a ton from the pilot specifically mm -hmm. that I found. Yeah. Uh, so it's an old one. It's, a, it's an older one. Usually there's like one or two, but yeah, I just cannot find a Reno 911 pilot review. So Well, this will serve as the review online. I'll keep... <laughs> this This is the review of record now. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, anything else? Or are we wrapping up? I got nothing for this. It's fun. You know I love Comedy Central as much as you. I think these shows are going to be great. and We're going to look at some weird ones and um, feeling good. We're going to look at some ones that we wonder, how did this get on air like this? And I think that's what's interesting about Comedy Central, once again, not to repeat myself, but they take chances on stuff and they, yeah. let, they let, kind of let people run buck wild, which is They really um, do. And it has paid rare. off many times. It has pay, paid off many times. I'm sure there's some examples where it has not. <laughs> we'll um, find out this we'll, month on Pilot will, Study. We will find out. Um, that's it for this episode of Pilot Study dive into our archives over at pilotstudypod.fireside.fm or on modern-vinyl.com. Our pilotstudypod.fireside.fm is looking pretty sharp these days. So if you uh, if you want to go check that out, um, we've got guests listed there. Uh, it's it's looking good. I'm, I'm not going to brag, but it's looking all right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> apparently we need to upload pictures because... For Chris Lantinen and John Grimes, it's just a big smiley face, and I That's just don't... pretty much what I look like most of the time. Though <laughs> it's a black and white smiley face, so uh, yeah, I don't. I think we got to replace that at some point. I'm gonna hit you with a four banger headshot 
pose, oh, like a funny God. one, a sexy one, a radio one with headphones and a mic, thank and one God. with Marley. Oh, perfect. A <laughs> um, <laughs> big thanks to Grimes. You can glimpse his life over at... Underscore Grimes John, every okay. social media site. And you can find us ever on, existed. You can find us on Twitter at Pilot Study Pod. So of course make sure to do that. And uh yeah, we will talk to you all soon. And of course, as always, here is a preview of next week's episode. Okay. First of all, I want you all to know you make me sick. And I'm sure there's something I could bust each and every one of you little mother lovers for. And frankly, I'd love nothing more than to see each and every one of you in prison. But hey, I've been asked not to talk about my fantasy, so I'm going to talk to you about street drugs. Now, this little tin right here contains the whole rigmarole, all right? I got some big fat doobies in here. I got both your powdered and your crack cocaine. I got your goofballs. I got your peyote. Amphetamines and also mood stabilizers. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Oh, bummer. <laughs>